0: Hello, I'm Ellen Bentz. Welcome to Impact, a podcast about how we can each bring about real change in the world and getting practical in making that happen.
1: And hello, I'm Clive Johnson. A special welcome if you're listening for the first time and a big thank you to our new subscribers. Each week we look at one aspect of how we can connect our hearts to offer healing for others with our collective intention, prayers and meditation and talk about the critical happenings in our world that need our attention right now, some of which may not be making the headlines where you are. In the news this week that we'll be focusing on, we have a special focus on the crisis in mental health for military veterans in the United States. We look at worrying developments in the South China Sea, and we have a lovely story to stay tuned for, where we learn that cigarette butts are being used to make roads,
0: I love that story. It was wonderful. It was, our it? listeners it wonderful. are going to love that story too. <laughs> Before we get into our news, I would just like to send a shout out to our listeners in the northern hemisphere in the Amer- North America. Um, stay warm, folks. I'm in the Chicago area, and it is quite cold.
1: I've heard this Arctic blast is reaching right down into Texas and virginia and way down south it's quite something isn't it yes staggeringly low temperatures
0: dangerously cold in minutes um so yes everyone please stay safe stay warm don't push yourselves it'll be over soon
1: yeah get the priority right that seems to be the key there So to our featured topic this week, and it's my pleasure to continue my conversation with visionary physicist David Ash, very much picking up where we left off last time. David, welcome back. In your book, Super Energy, you talk a lot about supernatural, or what are regarded as supernatural (laughs) phenomena like near-death experiences and and so on, Um, but also about faith. And if we if we can stick with the, the Christian tradition, and I, I know you 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 you're very much an interfaith, uh, multi-traditional in, in your focus. But how has how have your discoveries and your your theories, or, or your understanding of the nature of reality, helped support your spiritual life?
2: Well, very much so, uh, Clive, Because what I realized through the vortex theory is that <clears throat> the key, most important factor of the of, the, of these forms of energy is its shape, whether it's a vortex or a wave, and the amount of energy involved in these forms. And the, but, but underlying them all is the speed of the energy. Now, Einstein said the sole universal constant is the speed of light. Well, I'd modify that to say the sole universal constant that underlies our world of physical matter mm-hmm. is the speed of light. What I suggest, and this is just uh, a speculative hypothesis, is that there are other speeds of energy faster than the speed of light creating other worlds. And if that is so, they can be represented by this set of nested baskets. Mm, So the innermost basket represents the speed of light. Okay, So everything from zero to the speed of light is contained in the basket we call our physical world. But then if you've got another world, which I call the hyperphysical, based on zero to the speed of light, everything from zero to the speed, this is twice the speed of light, of this uh, world is part of this world. But notice there's another basket in this world. Which basket is it? It's the physical basket, is part of the hyperphysical basket. Any of you children out there having a problem? No, let's go on. (laughs) So then, there's a third little basket, do you see? And the speed of the energy in this third little basket sets up the superphysical world. And what's inside the superphysical? What's inside the big basket is the middle basket and the baby basket. The middle basket is the baby basket is the world we're in. This We're on the planet of children. We're all a bunch of babies mm, squabbling mm. away in our sandpit. Yep. Then the next basket out is, this is the physical level, the the matter level. This is the soul level, the hyperphysical level, which is twice the speed of light. And this this is the third dimension, the fourth dimension, the fifth dimension out here is the superphysical. It's 16 times the speed of light according to the Urantia books. And this is the spiritual level. This is the level we're going on our ascension. Okay, so this explains the Relationship between the worlds, between the natural and the supernatural worlds, body, soul, spirit, and the body is part. We're not, we're not a body with a, with a soul, with a spirit. We're a spirit with a soul, with a body. In other words, yes, everything in the spiritual world is part of the spiritual world. So this, the hyperphysical and the superphysical are part of the spiritual world. Yes. Do you see the point? So we yes. are living yes. in a spiritual world. People who say they don't believe in spiritual worlds, wake up, you're in one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we'll put a little picture of that on in the show notes as well, because folks won't be seeing the video there if that's okay. That, that, that was, that was yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And of course, so the, the, again, you know, this it, is...
2: it fits in the, the, the whole idea of, super, of of near-death experiences. Is we, we, we come from these higher levels. This is our home. And we, we enter this world for an experience. We, we, come, we incarnate into the physical world, go back into the higher physical and we go in and out. So between our lives, we're moving between school and home, school and home. So this is like in the day we've uh, got a lifetime at school and at nighttime we come home to rest and recuperate and, you know, and integrate our lessons and homework. And then when we've completed the school, you know, the whole, the, 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 we graduate from school, we ascend into the superphysical, mm. see? How do we ascend into the superphysical? Terribly simple, everybody re- ready. We accelerate the speed of energy in every subatomic particle of our bodies to 16 times the speed of light, and we become fifth dimensional, or twice the speed of light, and we become hyperphysical. Being me up Scotty.
1: Uh, what what you're saying well, i i I don't know this um in any detail. I've only had some limited introduction to some of the Hindu esoteric teachings uh, the cities um yeah. but it from what little sense of that I have, again the yogis and presumably the aborigines and other indigenous peoples and so on that have this natural connection with a higher consciousness. Beyond yes, yes. our usual egotistical base, one seem mm. to intrinsically understand this. Uh, mm. Yeah, mm. it does. Does chime with that?
2: Well, it's interesting that you know you talk about the cities and the yogis and the cities. Well, notice where the vortex theory comes from—the yogic tradition.
1: Incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Well, uh, not incredible. It's all it's, there.
2: <laughs> They're ten thousand years ago. They, the, the Indians knew all about gravity and that we live on a globe and. They they had physics sewn up the decimal point everything comes from India you know what I mean
1: there's there's quite a legacy there isn't there mm-hmm.
2: that's it's why a, I'm multi faith everything goes back to yoga
1: yes yes and and again actually again we could go on talking this for a long while, but certainly in my experience when I've looked into Gnostic Christianity and seeing the crossover with um, mm. Indic teaching it's it's quite well I'm constantly learning that area it's it's mm. um, uh, it's not surprising me anymore that that uh, the two are so so overlapping. I'm very conscious of time now, and as I say, we, we're talking about some many and varied big topics that deserve uh, a little bit more detail. And all we really wanted to do today was to try and give a little bit of a, a flavor of what you're about. Definitely, um, one of my recommendations would be Super Energy for folks to go away and read. Are there others among your? books that you might suggest as being a good starting point if, if folks are interested to
2: well i i mean the current book of course is super energy in the quantum vortex which you get from amazon yeah but there's another very important book i've written which is <clears throat> called the role of evil in human evolution which is quite important we see that uh, the evil has its day he, evil has a part to play so um one of the things we need to go beyond a judgment. This holds us back. So, Mm -hmm. you know, getting an idea, it's very easy to judge people like Hitler as being the ultimate evil, but actually they were fulfilling a Dharma and teaching humanity a very important lesson. And um, so, you know, we we need to look at ourselves and, and, and realize that, you know, the only way that works is love. We saw the difference between what they did with the Treaty of Versailles at the end of the first world War, and then the, the Marshall Plan at the end of the Second World War by basically you know helping Germany back onto her feet and and Japan, yes. and now they're our closest allies. love works yes. you know yes. violence doesn't so part of the big learning i've i've I understood the r- r- role of people like Hitler and putin and is that we're currently in a phase where we've got to as a species we've got to learn that war is unacceptable, Mm. and uh, the the divine for us, the God for us, which is the great central sun, the spirit of the black hole formation at the center of our galaxy, which that intelligence is responsible for all life forms throughout the galaxy, that intelligence has ascertained that the greatest threat that we as a species pose to the universe is our tendency to war. Greed, war, violence, viciousness. and it decided to apply the Yin-yang principle that is we're to have war, war, more war, until we're t- totally sickened and satiated by it. And uh, Adolf Hitler was the incarnation of the second most powerful archangel on the dark side, Lucifer's brother he was, and he was sent by the source, by the great central sun, source spirit, to set up the most terrible war in history. As Mm -hmm. part of this learning process, so um, you know we can say he's evil, but no, he's just doing his job.
1: Interesting. And you know, we we had
2: to go to war. We had to fight for our survival. It was all on the line. So the thing is that we we've got to learn from these wars, from the century, from Versailles and the Marshall Plan at the end of the Second World War. We can see what works. Good experiment. Love works. Mm -hmm. Hatred doesn't.
1: Yes. Yes. Wow, that, that certainly sounds a, a wonderful book to, uh, mm. to, to consider. Can we just mention a couple of your, your new projects? And I'd, I'd love to spend some time talking about this one properly in a, perhaps another episode and um, maybe give folks a, a flavour if you're happy of, of your music. But you are an absolutely inspiring musician. And I hadn't listened to uh, any of your music until your, your, your new album, balm for the soul which i think was published a, a few months ago
2: yes that's right yeah
1: and it, i have to say uh, uh, i it really feels very inspired to me and i know that's really the point this, these are prayers these are uh prayerful songs that minister to you minister to the, the soul essentially and as soon as i was listening to some of that beautiful music it was it was having that beautiful calming effect for me
2: we pray Help us on the way Send under we pray Help us today
1: So I would, and I, I mean you are a brilliant musician I have to say a brilliant songwriter uh, in my view and I hope that we can point folks in your direction to find you because it's very, very Rich, where can people buy downloads?
2: Well, the, the, the music is available on Bandcamp, it's available on Spotify, it's available on iTunes, <clears throat> it's available on all the platforms. Uh-huh. I haven't done it as a CD because people don't have CD players. No, one of the very real issues I, uh, uh you know, I have to be realistic about is it was a miracle that the, you know, the uh, the the money came together miraculously to pay for that um, bound mm. for the soul recording. I mean, I've got about fifty songs, and that's about uh, twelve, eleven, twelve songs up there. And um, these sort of productions are very expensive, and yes. unfortunately, and <laughs> um, people want everything for free. So the sales of the album on Bandcamp are, are really quite pathetic. So, um, and they've zeroed out. Uh, so that ma- makes it very challenging in terms of recording any more songs. I was hoping that mm. the first album would cover the cost of the second album. Uh-huh. But, um, as a pensioner, it it's quite challenging for me to um, keep wow. on producing these albums. <laughs> Fortunately, I gave the producer a sabai, and um, he found it was miraculous. He found that in the, first day, in the first two days we got nine songs done because the power of the divine came through the sabai, and literally he just had to put his hands on the keyboard and it played and the, the whole thing unfolded miraculously. Yep. If we hadn't had a miracle and the, the, the funds that did come, it all came miraculously. So I suppose I have to keep waiting for another miracle, but it's no good relying yes. on, uh, on the people out there to fund these operations. It,
1: it, it's, it's certainly something that you know, we have to, have to hope and pray is gonna find. Well, you know, there's something and, in the,
2: in the Celestine Prophecy that James, uh, James uh, Redfield, I think it was, um, said he, in the Ninth Insight. Um, he said, the world will only move from darkness to light if we give money to people who inspire us spiritually. Mm. It's, not, it's, not, it's not, we buy the CDs off the pe- or the books off. No, we give to the spiritual. Se- the spiritual sector is starved. Mm. And I mm. think the spiritual sector is doing remarkably well on starvation rations, quite frankly.
1: Yes, yes.
2: But then it's always been that way, hasn't it? You know, but- uh, it, it
1: has, yes. Yeah, it's, it's um, I, certainly when I, with your work, I've always felt, my goodness, this deserves <laughs> deserves to be out there really but there is yeah. a time and a place and there is
2: well i tell you what i'm planning to do i'm planning yeah. to my partner very kindly is offering to um fund me on a very expensive microphone um, because it's the microphones that count so that i can sit in front of i've got my own home studio equipment uh-huh. just voice and guitar without those splendid productions so i do plan to put my music out in a way that doesn't cost me anything once i've got that microphone i can do it all myself it will have mistakes in it won't be a lavish production but it'll be the voice and the guitar like i'm just singing away and you know a bit clumsy here and a bit out of tune there it'll be a lot to, i'm 75 I, I, I mean i sing out of tune what what the producer was doing he was using the technology to lift my voice back to pitch you see well, I am going to get that in your free recordings, but no, that's no, no. what I'm going to provide. It so sounds... these people get the music, albeit not professional.
1: You said, I think it's actually in your podcast, which we talk talked about now briefly, um, that... Listening on the likes of Spotify, um, unless you have, I guess, those subscriptions where you don't um, necessarily have to listen to adverts and so on. <laughs> this this is not music. This ministry music. You don't want it to be interrupted by an advert in the middle. <laughs> yeah. So it is certainly something that strikes me that uh, yeah you should yeah, we 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 really should pay for. And
2: um, well, Bandcamp we'll, is great because if people go onto Bandcamp and download the music. And um, you know they were very good on my birthday. I got a flush of people buying the album. Ah, wonderful! When I wonderful. released it on my birthday for the one day. That's wonderful. So uh, that was great. Um, yeah, Maybe when had, I
1: bought it actually. I can't, can't quite remember. In them.
2: the old days, people <clears throat> people had to pay for albums, you know. And the, the the there was quite a lot of money in the industry. But these days, uh, with things like Spotify and that, it's just it's starved. It's gone mm. back to the garret again, you know. That's in, mm.
1: interesting. So let's talk about the the podcast, the new podcast. Yeah, the Open Way. What is it about, and where can people find it?
2: Well, the the, the thing is, the Open Way is something that I'm releasing at the moment. It's a, a practice I've uh, practiced for forty five years, but I realize that we're moving into very extreme times, and I think you know I need to get out there and tell people uh, you know the benefit of this practice. A lot of people are familiar with the breath, the importance mm. of going into the breath, but, um, which comes from the yogic tradition. But there's another technique that comes from the Tai Chi, the Chinese tradition of Tai Chi and Qigong, uh, which is aligning the Chi. And I found that when I align the Chi with the Tai Chi method and combine it with the yoga method, combine the two together, it's infinitely more powerful than either two separated. <clears throat> so the technique is very simple, And that is that the the Tai Chi Qigong method is you lift your tongue toward the palate, just a couple of centimeters. You don't put your tongue right back and you don't touch the palate of your mouth. You just lift it so that it's comfortable. And what that does is that lines up the Tai Chi and you can actually feel around the edge of the tongue, taste around the edge of the tongue, the power as you do that. And what happens as you do that, you naturally find your breath going just calmer, and more peaceful. And so as your tongue is up, you just la your concentration and intention to go into your breath and down into the breath and down below the breath, at the base of the breath, you feel this power, this presence, this fulfillment, this enjoyment, this bliss. This is this power center of consciousness. You know, when the Da Vinci Code, oh, yes. you, you know, the, um, the Da Vinci picture, not Code, the Leonardo Da Vinci picture of, the man outstretched. This uh-huh, is the center. Yes, yes. So the thing is you go down into that center with the breath. And the key to this this practice is normally if you're given a practice by a guru, you know, and it was great in the ancient times and people had all the time in the world to kill. But nowadays where they've got so much going on, they've got a job, they've got Facebook, they've got TikTok, they've got everything else distracting them, not to mention the telly. And so the thing is that <clears throat> you need a practice that you don't sit down to do the practice, you do the practice when you're sitting down. Mm. Mm. So you're sitting down at the moment. You could be doing this practice. Yes. See? Yes. So the thing is that you you just you remember to put your tongue up and remember to go into the breath. When you're driving the motor car, and it makes you more attentive. When you're listening to the music, it makes you more relaxed. When you're doing the hoovering, whatever you're doing, if you remember to do this, the more you remember to do it, the more you do it. You get into a habit and what it does is it keeps bringing you back to center hmm. so if you if you're getting upset and angry or anxious you keep coming back to center and feeling into the reality and remembering this life is just a dream it doesn't matter nothing really matters if you lose your house if you lose your job if the, you know the lawyers are coming because the dog's a bit the postman I mean it really it doesn't matter it's all gonna pass it's gonna be okay things have been worse in previous ages so we just it brings everything into perspective when we just go into our center and become truly who we are. I'm
1: doing this a little bit now, actually, and I'm I'm sensing that I'm really sensing mm. that. So, the podcast is on YouTube, is where where I
2: yeah. If anyone goes onto YouTube, you just go and subscribe to my channel, and you'll be notified. We're, we're obviously there. Are lots the of David there. Ashes there, but just I'm I've got more videos than all the other David Ashes, I think. Yeah, but, we, uh, we definitely yeah.
1: have the, the links in the, in, in the show notes. And it, are, is it roughly every couple of weeks, I think, you're putting out a... Yeah, it's every
2: weeks? couple of weeks I put something uh-huh. up, yeah. So... Um, I try to do it once a week, but it usually is fortnightly. Sure,
1: sure. So that we'll, we'll make sure folks can can find that there. Wow. Well, very exciting times with the new podcast, uh, the new album, and certainly I, for one, wish you every blessing with those and may they yes, reach it's a, the right. a
2: new book and a new album in a new book for two, exactly for my 75th year yeah
1: yes this is extraordinary and a wonderful book it really is quite uh, I had to take my time reading it I have to, to be honest uh, <laughs> it, because as you say uh, perhaps perhaps some of the theory can be explained very quickly but, but the the earlier the earlier chapters I had to to take up my pace, I think um, wonderfully yes, written yes. and I, that's one of the things I love about your ability to use analogies that children in a classroom can relate to yeah um, to explain uh, concepts that um, perhaps perhaps sound a little bit uh, over the over the head for a lot of us non-scientists so bless you David thank you so much for joining us and and I do hope uh, uh, that we will have a chance before too long to talk again It'd be lovely to have you back
2: bless you bless you and if anyone wants me to come up and do supply blessing and give talks and you know i like to get out and about and do a tour it's all very well doing something on the internet but i tell you when i put these sacred supplies around people and sing live it's something else yeah it's very
1: powerful you're you're uk based aren't you at the moment
2: i'm uk based yeah and so i've got a live-in van and i travel around the country you know just doing talks if i'm invited if people invite me I'll, i'll 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 certainly I'll go out there for you know half a dozen to a dozen people.
1: I can see you back on a world tour before long.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I miss it. I do. I used to really enjoy that.
1: Yeah. That, that, that. That would be wonderful. Well, bless you. Thank you again. And we'll look forward to yeah. speaking again soon.
2: Lovely to speak with you. And love to everybody as well out there. Yeah.
1: You're listening to Impact, a podcast for anyone who believes in making a difference in the world through prayer, healing, and sending intention out into the world. Join us as we focus attention on where healing is needed right now. Together, we change our world.
0: Our main focus this week is about the veterans' mental health care in the United States, as you mentioned, Clive. And this is an interesting story for me because in my family business, we do deal with VAs.
2: Mm. And
0: I am aware of some of these problems that happen and and, uh, hear about the shortage of staff, as we'll talk about later. Um, But... The independent news outlet ProRepublica highlighted the widespread incidence of poor mental health among military veterans in the United States. Their report uncovered numerous incidences where the need of veterans have been overlooked and they've not been treated according to how they should be and sometimes misdiagnosed. So a difficult recruiting and retaining of healthcare professionals, of course, has exasperated the problem. So according to Mental Health First Aid USA, this is a little bit of an old report, but um, still pertinent, veterans and their families face significant challenges in accessing mental health care. And nearly one in four active duty members showed signs of a mental health condition. And the suicide rate for veterans is 57% greater than non-veterans which in 2021 reached a staggering 6,392 deaths. Hmm. The Veterans Health Administration, which is a subdivision of the Department of Veteran Affairs, is responsible for providing all forms of healthcare to military veterans in the U.S., who numbered over 17 million in 2019. And in 2020, a little over 12 million people in the U.S. were insured by some form of military healthcare. However, a survey from 2021 found that around 35% of U.S. veterans felt healthcare from the VA was generally worse than what most Americans receive. Well, only 21% felt it was generally better. And the VA has about 170 medical centers and 1,100 output sites across the U.S. And they provide counseling services at some 300 facilities known as vet centers. The task is vast. Last year, the VA provided mental health services to about 2 million veterans, according to agency figures. And it's been moving forward in its treatment for conditions such as post-traumatic stress disorder and traumatic brain injury.
1: As Ellen says, the VA is severely short of staff. This is really one of the problems in providing adequate health care. survey uh, published by the Inspector General last August, found that more than three quarters of the VA's networks of hospitals and clinics had reported severe shortages of psychiatrists, psychologists, or both. And another report published in 2022 by the Government Accountability Office concluded that one fifth of all large VA healthcare facilities failed to meet requirements for mental health providers available within primary care settings to help assess veterans and follow up with their care. Pro Republica suggests that the shortcomings in care appear to be systemic. Screenings meant to assess veterans' risk of suicide or violence sometimes don't happen. Uh, Mandatory mental health training programs for VA care workers were often not followed through. Sixteen veterans who didn't receive the care they needed either killed themselves or killed other people. And five more died for reasons related to poor care, such as bad drug interaction.
0: The VA did manage to grow its nationwide mental health workforce by more than 4,000 last year. And it plans to hire an additional 5,000 professionals over the next five years to meet the surging demand. Funding for mental health treatment has also been increasing, surpassing 13 billion in 2022 or around 13% of the total health care budget, compared with 12% in 2012. The RAND Corporation, a public policy research organization, last year published research on the lives and mental health needs of those who have served, following the White House announcing its priorities to better address America's current mental health crisis. Among eight key areas for focus identified by the White House, Brand cites integrating substance use disorder and mental health research and treating and supporting use with mental health problems among priorities for attention. 2019 research by Brand revealed that as many as 88% of veterans with PTSD also have a substance use disorder and 69% have an alcohol use disorder. Mm -hmm. They're self-medicating, right? Yep. However, Many mental health care providers do not offer care for co-occurring conditions, despite the reported benefit of doing that. So we take this as a very specific prompt for our suggested intention this week.
1: Absolutely. And as always, there are so many different areas that we could have focused on here. Um, This is such a big topic. We we just chose one, um, which we felt led to. It's not necessarily The most important, but it does seem to be important. And we should say, of course, that it's not just in the US either, likely where this is a problem. It's likely to be a problem in many, many countries. But again, we are being very specifically focused on the crisis in the US with uh, veterans there. So taking this very specific recommendation, our suggested intention to hold this week is that we will that those who have influence within the United States Veterans Health Administration will be moved to recognize the opportunities for implementing coordinated treatment for patients who suffer both mental health and substance use disorders.
0: May it be so. May it be so. And we have a celebration that's not a happy celebration. The Israel-Hamas war has reached its 100 days. The war between Israel and Hamas, 100 days old last weekend, has now claimed the lives of more than 24,000 Palestinians, close to 1% of the population, which is mainly women and children, and 1,139 Israelis. 136 Israeli hostages are still being held by Hamas while South Africa has taken Israel to the International Court of Justice over alleged genocide. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu remains steadfast in his commitment to destroy Hamas. Meanwhile, U.S. and the U.K. military planes have targeted Houthi rebels in Yemen who continue to attack merchant ships in the Red Sea that the rebels claim are supplying Israel. As the grim 100-day milestone has passed, a move toward peace seems far away. Although Qatar and the USA hope that a plan that would see the release of all hostages while recognizing the rights of Palestinians may become acceptable to the warring parties.
1: Mm-hmm. It's still very polarized, isn't it, at the moment? Yes. And I mean, I'm, I'm sensing this, even with people I know, friends, you know, some. Yes. I was talking with an Israeli friend the other day, who has a particular um, take on this. I I have friends who have a son who is Palestinian and um, a South African friend as well. So there's all sorts of um, strong emotions that are still there and strong points of view. And clearly, this is at all levels. It's us as individuals, but um, at the highest levels as well.
0: Yes, and we we saw the we've seen the stories we reported on last week. The anti-Semitism rising exactly. all over the world.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
0: it is affecting all of us. Yes, um, of course, the people of Palestine and Israel more directly, but yes. we do have to recognize that um, we are all feeling something from this.
1: Definitely. And I think we're going to potentially recognize this in a very practical way, at least in Europe, with the, the shipping crisis that's um, being brought about by the yes. and the Red Sea. That is going to possibly put prices up and delay supplies. So actually perhaps there, not in any way near what is going on if you're on the ground in, in Israel and Gaza, of course, but yes, we will be affected in some way. Other worrying developments, uh, and this again is a story that's been going on for some months now, indeed some years, Chinese tension over Taiwan. Of course, this is a very long-standing bone of contention for China that sees Taiwan as its territory. There was a presidential election in Taiwan last week, the weekend. Uh, the independence-leaning candidate, who is not liked by Beijing, Lei Ti, won a decisive victory. In response, the U.S. uh, sent congratulations to him and also decried the small island nation of Nauru uh, deciding to abandon diplomatic relations with Taiwan in favor of China. On Tuesday, a U.S. official described Nauru's move as disappointing. In response, Beijing, which, as we've said, sees Taiwan as its own territory, Claim that Washington is doing its utmost to smear and slander China's diplomatic efforts, blatantly making irresponsible remarks about a decision made independently by a sovereign state and seriously interfering in China's internal affairs. The delegation that arrived in uh, Taipei, the capital in Taiwan, to congratulate President Lei Cheng-ti told him that the American commitment to Taiwan is rock solid. Now, The U.S. wants to maintain good relations with Beijing and actually has been doing reasonably well on that front in in recent months. There's been a a bit of a background, starting with the COVID pandemic and spy balloons and military activity in the South China Sea, which has uh, caused tension in that relation. But it's in everybody's interests, of course, that they maintain cordial diplomatic relations. China has been engaging in a lot of uh, military war games. Um, flying military aircraft and sending Navy vessels close to the coast with Taiwan. The news website, military.com, says that it actually sends fighter jets uh, into those skies virtually every day. But it's generally thought that military action, at least in the the near term, won't be likely because of this need that the US and the China both have, this, this interest to maintain cordial relations.
0: Let's hope so. Indeed. Those are some strong words that yes, China used. <laughs> and so, it's, it's
1: not the first time either that you know it was when Nancy Pelosi the former uh House representative mm-hmm. uh, sorry yes Pelosi former House speaker um visited Taiwan last year that the, there was a, a major war game that China launched in in, in the waters around there. So as long as it stays at war games and strong diplomatic language, that really seems to be the key here.
0: Not the kind of games I like to play.
1: But. No. And I think the U.S. Yeah. has a, a legal right to protect Taiwan, I think, treaty-wise. And it's quite a complex situation, as yes. I understand. Very complex. It. Yeah.
0: Very com- it's never simple, is no. it? So now we have a good news story that is dear to my heart, um, a simple blood test. That can identify 18 early stage cancers will be a medical game changer scientists said this week Um, this is dear to my heart because my husband died 10 years ago almost 10 years ago of pancreatic cancer Mm. that was diagnosed at the point that it was too late to do anything as we all probably know pancreatic cancer is one of the worst to be diagnosed early so if I hope it's included in one of these 18. I have not investigated to find out if it is, but no matter if if it can identify 18 cancers early, that is, that is really good news. So like we said, early detection is the key to driving down death rates for cancer. And it kills around one in six people globally.
1: Mm. I know. It's...
0: In a study, a new test identified 93% of stage one cancers in men and 84% in women will be affected by this blood test.
1: That's incredible, so,
0: isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the, the trial was run by the test maker Novelna, which said it represents a major leap in cancer screening, Yes, of course it does. And however, it just tested 440 people. So more research needs to be done, but sounds like it's on a on
1: the right track. It, it does, doesn't it? And you know, I, I've been a beneficiary of, of early detection myself with uh, prostate uh, cancer. I, it was Wonderful. picked up very, very early and treatment was very non-invasive, straightforward, hardly noticed it and had very little effects and yeah, pretty much completely cleared it. So this early detection really does seem to be the key in so many, um, so many areas. Now, um, less, uh, less happy story from Myanmar. Well, depending on which way you look at this, I guess. <laughs> uh, Myanmar, um, where the military rulers have been in power following a coup back in February 2020 2021, that ousted the elected government and leader Aung San Suu Kyi, the opposition to this military, which is very disjointed or has been up until now, Lots of different ethnic groups. It's not just the Rohingya, which we often hear about. There are, there are quite a number of other ethnic groups in Myanmar who are uh, subject to um, persecution, are beginning to align themselves. And one particular group uh, this last week, the Arakan army, part of an alliance now with other uh, ethnic groups, has claimed control of Paletwa, which is a key town in the west of Myanmar. The growing alliance. Uh, which also includes Myanmar National Democratic Alliance Army and the Tiang National Liberation Army, launched a major offensive against the military last October, so-called Operation 1027 Offensive. And they, they apparently have taken back control of quite a number of towns and military installations on the western side and northern side of the country. The Assistance Association of Political Prisoners, which is an an advocacy group um, focused on Myanmar, says that at least 4,000 civilians and pro-democracy activists have been killed by the military in what is escalating violence, while nearly 20,000 people have been jailed by the regime. So things, as they have in the past, really seeming to become very unsettled again in Myanmar.
0: Another place that just, it's complicated.
1: (laughs) We probably should do a little focus on Myanmar at some point. It's quite a, it really, I I really hadn't appreciated how many ethnic groups, smaller ethnic groups there are, particularly actually in this area where um, these opposition armies are are fighting. It's the west of the country. We, We tend to know about the Rohingya who are being terribly persecuted, but there are others there as well, smaller groups being affected. So maybe we should look at doing that at some point.
0: Let's do it. Mm. Last week, we learned that at least 15 people were killed in Papua New Guinea as rioting and looting took root in the capital, Port Moresby, and in the city of Lai in the north of the country. Prime Minister James Merapi appealed for calm after police walked out after finding a reduction in their pay, leaving the country in a lawless state. Mm. Uh, but police have now returned to work, but tensions remain high there. Mm.
1: So a lot happening as always. And let us send intention for the leaders of Hamas and Israel to be moved by international pleas to halt their attacks on each other in favour of finding a way forward through dialogue. For the ruling military in Myanmar to be moved to seek peaceable means to resolve their differences with the ethnic minorities in their country, and for Chinese and US di- diplomats to be moved to maintain cooperative relations privately, if not publicly. And that's actually always an interesting thing for me with intention. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. The geopolitics and the -the behind-the-scenes diplomacy um, doesn't make the news very often. Well, it's kept secret.
0: Yes, yes. (laughs) We, We don't hear the whole story.
1: We don't. We don't. So quite often when we are sending intention, we're not going to know what actually happens, as it were, behind the scenes
0: hmm. We never know. Right. We never
1: know. Yeah. I guess
0: sometimes we know. We
1: or we, we discover much further down the line.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So to our happy story about what a, the Slovakian capital Bratislava is pioneering in a new way to recycle cigarette butts. I love this story the city's municipal waste management company announced a new push to collect and reuse discarded cigarettes in 2024. It plans to use the discarded material to create asphalt for roads, hoping this will contribute to cleaner streets and a practical use for the waste. There's already a road in a central region of Slovakia made from discarded cigarettes, which is reportedly the first of its kind in the world. Used cigarettes that are thrown on the ground are harmful for the environment because they release toxic substances that can contaminate water, soil, and ecosystems. And only an estimated third of the cigarette butts from the listen to this statistic 18 billion mm. cigarettes smoked worldwide every day end up in a recycling bin or a trash. Slovakia is leading the way to putting this right. Yay, Mm. Slovakia.
1: Indeed. That is staggering, is it? 12, this is an estimate, of course. Yes, Someone's gone around counting them, but 12 billion cigarette butts end up as litter on the streets. That's the estimate. I
0: often wondered when I see somebody discard a cigarette butt, I've wondered that. If you put together all the cigarette butts around the world, what kind of a pile would that be each day?
1: It's extraordinary, isn't it? Absolutely mm-hmm. extraordinary. But mind-boggling that you can make a road out of it.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> and I hadn't really thought about the release of toxic substances.
1: No, 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 absolutely. We think of the paper and the filter perhaps, um, you know, but not the, the pollutant, the contaminant element, absolutely.
0: But how do they collect them? That is my question.
1: Well, um, I believe (laughs) they're offering more collection points. They've actually spent a lot more money and given a lot more thought to where they put um, bins, you know, the places where you can stub out your cigarette. And so just making it easy for people. And yeah, that seems to be making a real difference that if people have, they're passing somewhere where they can dispose of the cigarette and stub it out. So do you if, have
0: laws in the UK that keep people from smoking inside buildings?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Okay, and same as we do in the US.
1: Yes, and I have to say, I, I, I was amazed when those laws were introduced, how well they were followed. I thought there'd be a rebellion against it, and, and there, there certainly was a strong lobby, but very, very few people disobeyed the law. Uh, this is way back, isn't it? It's nearly, what, 15? I think it was 2004. Mm-hmm. I'm not, not entirely sure. And um yes, that, that was really quite quite something when that when that came about. That how here <laughs> was one more people did seem to to respect.
0: Yes, yes. Mm. And it seems and this is just my own observation and generalization, but when I'm in Europe, people do smoke more than people mm. in the US, or you see it, you know, out and about more than you do in the US. So
1: it certainly seems to be the case more in southern Europe. Um, at, at least in the past. I'm not quite sure how it is now. The the taxes on tobacco, certainly in the UK, are very, very high. It's a very important revenue earner for for the government, actually. But that also does discourage smoking and health campaigns and, well, any kind of branding now is almost banned from public view. Uh, you know, Cigarettes are kept behind closed <laughs> cupboards right. and things. And right. certainly... TV advertising I guess other forms of advertising are very closely regulated. TV advertising has been banned for quite some years now, and I think the public awareness of the risks of smoking has has really been accelerated in in, in recent years the last decade or so yes um, people know it instinctively as well, but yes it's still it is still very strong in parts of uh, Africa, uh, but yes, cigarette smoking is still endemic isn't it
0: and um, yeah and i'm you know we have several listeners in australia and i'm curious to know i don't know anything about the smoking laws or that in australia would love to hear from in our community um about that and and
1: definitely that that would be very interesting
0: Mm -hmm.
1: i speak as an ex-smoker i mean it's a long time since i smoked but Mm. you know us us ex-smokers tend to be the worst judges.
0: <laughs> I'm very, very thankful that I never took that up. I yeah. can't say I'm an ex-moker. I...
1: It, it, is, it is hard. It is hard. But uh, I, like many, did manage to crack it. And I, I think actually, for me, it was actually around that time that the ban came in. I'd, I'd switched to cigar smoking. Oh, this, no. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm like five. Well, they Tell were, they were relatively so. small. They were relatively small cigars. But oh, <laughs> I know, like, looking back on it, how could I? How could I? I'm terrible.
0: I, I <laughs> well, that's, where I,
1: that's where I was at the time. And the expense, of course, was another big yes. factor, really big factor.
0: It's so expensive. I don't know how anyone can maintain this habit.
1: No, no, absolutely not. And I, sadly, I have a number of friends who have had serious health problems that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whilst it can't be absolutely proven, they are exactly in the you know the type of conditions and diseases and lungs filled with tar and gummies what yes. else that I cannot believe have not been affected or brought on by by their smoking. But they know they know the risks. Yes, and uh, we have to try and avoid being a judge.
0: Yes, yes. <laughs> even,
1: even though I don't That's do that, true. Very I just well keep all the your smoke away from me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, that about wraps it up for this week. Remember, you can connect with us in the Facebook group and for live intention holding in Clive's Daily Insight Timer offerings and with me in the Labyrinth Activist Network's Zoom calls. Details of how to hook up with these are in our show notes. And don't forget our main intention for this week in response to the US VA. We will that those who have influence within the United States Veterans Health Administration will be moved to recognize the opportunities for implementing coordinated treatment for patients who suffer both mental health and substance use disorders. Thank you for listening and for sharing with us and holding intentions. We look forward to connecting again next time. And in the meantime,
1: thank you, go well, stay safe.
0: And remember, we're more powerful together.
1: Impact is presented by Ellen Vince and Clive Johnson and produced by Impact Productions. Our theme music is by Chris Collins, and our logo artwork is by Auto Classic. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or your favorite podcast provider. We're a non-commercial podcast dedicated to people of any faith tradition or none who yearn for healing in our troubled world. Please pass on the word so others may join us in making an impact. Thank you for listening.